0: Hi everybody and welcome back to the Macro Compass. Who are the biggest whales in the bond market? If you would go around and ask this question, most people would tell you that's either the Fed or foreign central banks like the Bank of Japan or the People Banks of China. That is wrong. And the real bond market whales might actually develop a renewed appetite for bonds in 2024. This is what we're gonna talk about today, the bond market whales and whether they are coming back in 2024. The first chart in the article speaks more than a thousand words. As you can see in the red boxes, history shows that our over 70% of the net buying flows in treasury markets are attributable to pension funds, asset managers, insurance companies, and foreign investors. Now, these foreign investors include both institutional players, the very same pension funds, asset managers, and foreign central banks. My estimate is that foreign central banks account for about a third of the flows that you see in the dark green stack. That leaves us with about 60% of the buying flows attributable to the real whales of the bond market. Again, that's pension funds, asset managers, banks, and insurance companies, not the Fed. As you can see in the chart, the Fed did play an outsized role, but only in 2020-2021. And that's an exception which is attributable to the huge pandemic-related QE programs. Recently, there has been another exception. Most of the buying flows in the treasury market has been coming from households. Four to five percent risk-free rates have become a palatable investment alternative for the first time in decades for households as well. A caveat about the about this too, the definition of household here also includes hedge funds. So take it with a pinch of salt. My overall point remains, the biggest whales in the bond markets going back decades are banks, pension funds, asset managers, and insurance companies. They're responsible for over 60% of the buying flows in the treasury market. The big question is, as they've been dormant for a couple of years, will they come back? But first of all, why do they buy bonds in the first place? They do that for two reasons. The first is that their guaranteed yields are high enough to help them meet their return objectives and simultaneously also hedge interest rate risk. The second chart in the article is very important, and it shows the triple b rated 30-year corporate bond yields insurance companies and pension funds run long-duration liabilities like life insurances or pension contributions to be paid in 30 to 40 years from now. It's good practice to immunize the interest rate risk from these long liabilities with long-duration assets, a third-year bond for example. On top of this consideration, these industries have to achieve long-term return targets of at least 6 to 7% to remain viable businesses over the long term. Again, have a look at the second chart. Today, they can pretty much achieve both objectives by simply buying 30-year, triple P corporate bonds. That is quite an attractive proposition for these whales. The second reason why uh, these whales would actually buy more bonds is that bonds can act as a portfolio diversifier and stabilizer when risk assets take a hit. This chart from the excellent Dan Rasmussen of Verdad Capital, the chart number three in the article, is very key. It shows the stock bond correlation for different levels of core inflation. And going back almost 200 years, it's quite evident that the stock bond correlation is not negative at all times. It's actually often positive. And especially if core inflation is above 3%, and particularly volatile. Do you remember what happened in 2022, for example? And that makes sense. If core inflation is high and unpredictable, central banks will go a long way to tighten aggressively and get things under control again. Remember that central bankers rule number one is to preserve credibility and therefore be able to retain control of the game. As they tighten aggressively in that case, bond markets will sell off and equity valuations will simultaneously take a hit. That's a positive correlation and poor stock bond returns. Instead, if if, uh, core inflation predictably falls below 3%, the green area in the chart, bonds retain their amazing negative correlation to stocks. And that makes sense as well. Once core inflation is below 3% and within the central bank comfort zone, big drawdown in equities or credit markets will be seen as destabilizing for the economy and central banks will attach more value to their growth labour market side of the mandate and come to the rescue. If things get bad, in that case, bond markets will rally in anticipation of central bank easing. This is the negative stock bond correlation that institutional investors love so much. Where are we today? And could the big bond market whales come back in 2024? Today, core inflation is at 4%, with the six-month underlying trend hitting 3% already. And history shows that below 3%, the sought-after negative correlation between stocks and bonds might actually unfold again. And if that happens, bonds will be a very, very palatable asset for the hungry whale buyers out there. Bonds will then fulfill a combination of a long duration asset which immunizes interest rate risk, delivers a high yield and also protects portfolios in an equity drawdown and that combination is irresistible as a proposition for the big bond market whales. These whales have been dormant for a few years but their footprint can be enormous and even much bigger than the Fed. So, beware stock bond market correlation and beware of the potential comeback of the bond market whales. If you like this piece guys, please do me a favor and tell a friend to subscribe to the Macro Compass on Substack. It is free after all and as you know, I really appreciate your support. This was all from Alf here, enjoy yourselves and always remain hungry for more macro knowledge.